1: Let's try this again. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, Cindy, so great to have you with us all the way from Chicago. And uh, just really grateful for the opportunity of being able to chat with some of the people that uh, have been incredibly formative and influential in Matt and my journey, and that we get to share you with our church, even though it's from a distance. Um, so thank you so much. We've been—I um, think I've filled you in. We've been chatting with different people over this last number of weeks now, while we've been in lockdown, and just um, leaning into their experience, their wisdom, their training um, to be able to kind of give us tools for our toolkit. Really, um, you know, we've we've chatted about this season. I've been wondering about resilient faith. Like, what does it take to have? Uh, a faith that's robust and rich and um, and strong you know that can carry us through through times like this but also just all the other things that happen in life and so that's why we're going to chat today because you and Steve have been such great examples to us personally um, of how to love and to lead uh, God and people um, for so many uh, decades now makes us sound a little old doesn't it but it is decades, um, and so that's what I'd love to chat with you today is, is this whole thing of how do we cultivate a relationship with God, a way of doing life with God that uh, will last a lifetime, it's faith that, that will go the distance, so that's what we're going to jump into today, but before we do, why don't I let you just introduce yourself to our church because obviously not everyone would have had the benefit of meeting you when you were out here, you know, just over two years ago, Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'd love to. I'd love to. I've been looking forward to this cool. very much. So I come from a family on my father's side who's lived in the northeast coast of the United States since before the American Revolution in 1776. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> a long time. Yeah. There, there aren't too many of us that that go back that far, but there are some. And so so those, those ancestors helped start Boston and New York, which you'll be familiar with. And they pretty much stayed put, um, as New Englanders tend to do, um, and stayed in the cities. So they were city people uh, for generations, and generations until actually my parents' generation when the suburbs started expanding and the train lines started expanding. So I grew up in one of those, but they never got very far away from the water. Both New York and Boston are on the water and being near the water, very important to them. So sailboats, beaches, seafood, all very very much part of my childhood is the sound of the waves you know always being pretty close to where you could hear them super important to me my parents
1: here on the coast as
0: well I know
1: I I think that's why I felt so at home
0: Mm -hmm. so my parents um came from sort of within the big umbrella of the Anglican tradition. And they both had a strong personal relationship with Jesus, um, which isn't always the case, but it was for them, Mm -hmm. and and introduced me to that. And I had a really strong childhood faith, which I made my own when I got to be 16 or 17, um, which was really important. To have that experience where I decided for myself, yes, yeah, this is the way I'm gonna go. Yeah. Um, then I went off to university in Minnesota, which is cold <laughs> <as> heck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's so it's kind of north up close to the Canadian border, and I loved it. I loved that there was snow up over my head. Wow. And there was. Something else that was there was my future husband, Steve, who had come from Montana uh-huh. out in the, you know, Rocky mountains, you know, completely different upbringing. We've spent the rest of our lives trying to figure out how, <laughs> how two such very different frameworks for life can coexist in the same household. And we got married, um, about four years after we were finished with university and he had just started the Evanston vineyard at the ripe old age of 23 years old. Wow. So he and the church were a package deal. Um, they came together. If I wanted the man, the church came with him.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And, and it is now, the church is now 45 years old wow. come January. And so obviously the fact that we were that young when we started the church and knew that little um, didn't stop God from doing great things. It's, so cold. A, it's a fact that has consoled me many times. <laughs> so just a few other things about me. I'm an introvert. Um, I'm an organizer. Steve's a catalyst. So he makes messes and I come along behind with the broom and kind of sort them. Um, I'm an intercessor. um, And for a long time, Steve and I um, sort of uh, led the team that facilitated church planting in the United States. Um, so I have this really strong affection mm. for church plants. Mm-hmm. Babies and church plants.
1: They're messy, they're so much fun. And wonderful, yeah. Yeah. And we're, we're some of those people that have been the beneficiaries of that love and care that you and Steve have, you know, just sown in, into so many people, but we're some of them. So for which we're incredibly grateful. So I'm glad that you like church plants and church planters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Yeah. I do. Always. That's so great. So yeah, so you you in the course of your life, you know, you guys have um led church for decades, you've raised a family, you've got grandkids now. Um so if if you think about because you would have journeyed with loads of people over this period of time as well, as pastoring the church, as well as your own journey. As you've thought about wanting, you know, helping people to develop a faith that goes the distance, what are the sorts of things that you've found really vital and helpful to think about in that? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I was thinking about this the other day um, that one of the hallmarks of real resiliency is the ability to adapt mm-hmm. to changing or different circumstances. And, like, I, what, What made me think of it was that I have this new pan in my kitchen and it's a great pan. It's slightly high end. I got it because I wanted to make omelets, but reading the directions, they go something like this. This is a great pan. However, don't wash it with soap. Don't set it in a drainer to dry. Don't heat oil in it over too high a heat. Don't use a stainless steel spatula with it. And so on and so on. So basically, lot of what I have is a, <laughs> it's a really high-end pan that's not very resilient. It mm-hmm. doesn't take much to ruin it. And and we don't want to be, yeah. as believers, who want to be believers still at the other end of our lives, Yeah, we don't want to be that kind of pan. Yeah. So... <laughs> so we kind of we, we need to that we need to have some things in place for us that are um, that can that can adjust with mm-hmm. the seasons without mm-hmm. losing the essential bits yeah so one of the things that i did at first without having a name for it and now having a name for it is is that I I realized you you can make a dozen different little bitty decisions every day about how you're going to live your life with Jesus. Yeah. Or you can make a few big decisions about how you are going to be that then is like a trellis mm-hmm. that that supports all the smaller decisions. And makes them much easier, and and without realizing that that was a thing, I started doing that from the time that I was that I went off to university, mm-hmm. and so I, I now I call it a rule of life. Yeah, um, but it has been immensely helpful for me in being resilient through the the seasonal changes of life that you can kind of see coming like yeah. you know moving to a new place for a first job marriage deciding not to be married uh, children loss of a spouse mm. you know all those all those kind of Things in like all the necessary losses where you gain something and yeah. something has to stay behind. Um, so I'll, I'll tell you a
1: little bit about what's on that list. Yeah, that'd be great. Matt, because Matt just interviewed Jared Boyd, who you know, just the other week. Uh-huh. And he talked about this is a really great place to start is to think about the rhythms and patterns within our week. Which is yes. rule of life stuff and just how formational yeah. all that is. So this is you didn't even know that, but fantastic. Hey, I didn't know that. That's yeah. So cool, or so repetitive.
0: One of the two. <laughs> Let's go with cool. <laughs> so, so for me, one of the first things I decided was that I was going to invest in my relationship with Jesus every day. Mm-hmm. That was kind of that was one of those big trellis pieces. Yeah. Um, and for me, that meant that, that I spend time in scripture every day. Mm-hmm. It, I don't always read it the same way. Sometimes I'm studying it. Um, sometimes, I'm, sometimes I'm just taking little bitty pieces of it and, and pondering those and talking to Jesus about them. Hmm. Um, but staying in the word like that and and talking to Jesus every day. I know that sounds like, well duh, but if you don't make the big decision to do that, there are a thousand little things that will pull you away from doing that. And and being there doing those things is part of what makes you resilient. So talking to jesus and listening to jesus Mm, mm. um you know hushing up and listening and that it's just non-negotiable for me the second thing is i i decided early on i will always stay in community with other believers Mm. and especially that within the within the wider community i would work To have a small circle where I can where I can let myself be known. It's it's hard to do that unless you're a raging extrovert. It's hard to do that with everybody in the church, but most of us can do that with a smaller circle, you know, where they get to see my rough edges Mm. and places where I'm unsure and and they can be the same with me. Um, you know, so that has having made that big decision Mm. meant that. At each change point, when I went to school, when I moved to a different city for my first job, even when I came back to the church in Evanston, and it was already there, but it meant I always looked for those things. Mm -hmm. It was one of the first things I did once I'd secured housing. Yeah. I I looked um, to be part of a community of faith. Mm. It is. It's trendy right now because there has been so much bad stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, disappointment, poor leadership, abusive stuff that's gone on in the bigger church world. It's become a little trendy for people to say, no, I can manage my relationship with Jesus on my own over here without, without being part of community. But I'll tell you, I've been watching christians for a long time here mm. and it just goes not well mm. if we are not in community mm. the best antidote for a bad church experience is a good church experience not no experience at all oh, of being so in a circle yeah so you know so i i just decided i was going to do that mm-hmm. and deciding it made a difference um then um i decided and this this is an odd one i i came to this late but i will give my energy to what i can't do no excuse me i will give my energy to what i can do not to what i cannot
1: oh good
0: yeah Every time we change seasons in life, there are some things that were easy to do before um that that stop
1: working. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah, and, which can be disorienting, can't it? Because they're,
0: they're, yeah, they're the habits we've yeah. been relying on. Yeah, yeah, and we miss them. They're part of our identity. Sometimes they're part of how the church knows us, mm. the, the community knows us. Mm. Um, but if we if it's so easy to stay spinning our wheels yeah um longing for that thing instead of realizing that over here jesus is opening up opportunities for some things that you can do and that do fit beautifully in this season of life that that maybe you didn't even see before or you couldn't do sometimes they were closed doors until you're here
1: yes and now they work so it's having eyes so, to see to see yeah. the opportunity of the new season yeah. yeah
0: yeah and to and to um you know to to grieve the loss and yeah. look for the opportunity and then the last thing and this doesn't even count loving my husband and loving my children and yeah. grandchildren. That goes without saying. But the last thing is that I committed myself to continuing to grow and learn mm-hmm. because faith that stops mm-hmm. learning new things starts hardening up. Yeah. I, I have this great picture in my treasure trove of my, my grandmother's mother and all the aunts there were seven of them, the seven yeah. sisters, yeah. sitting in a circle out in the backyard uh, of my grandmother's house, and with their Bibles in their laps, and just going at it, just having this really intense discussion, and as only you know, yeah. as only sisters can do. Yeah. And and the median age must have been about eighty. I mean, wow. these were not spring chickens. <laughs> but, I thought I want to be them when I grow up. I never want to stop learning. I never want to stop having a humble posture toward what I don't know. Yeah, um, And that is part of what keeps us resilient and yeah. flexible all the way through our old age.
1: Yeah, that's so, so brilliant. And I think one of the things that strikes me is just the intentionality of, of those choices that you made, you know, when you were young and sort of just getting going, but that you would have had to have revisited many times over and keep exactly. making over and over yes. through all the changes. That's exactly right. And yeah. Yeah. it's so great. Yeah. What does it mean now? What does yes. it mean
0: in this in this circumstance? Yeah. What does it mean when I thought I was going to be doing this and then the rug got pulled out? Yeah. You know, which you do a lot of people can be feeling now,
1: can't they? Like with all the COVID yeah. stuff. The rug does feel yeah. like it's been pulled out for a lot of people. Yeah. So it's like, it's yeah. contextualizing and, and being, you know, present to the Holy Spirit and help me to see now, like, what does this look like in this space yeah. and season of time? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. All right, let's jump into another question then. How does like it strikes me that as we do our life in faith, there's this combination uh, and partnership that's sort of going on between the activity of the Holy Spirit who is at work within us, our personal responsibility to make choices like those choices you've just described about the framework that you wanted to build your life around. So we have a part to play, but also this our community of faith. Like we're not, like you said, you know, we're not called. Uh, to do our faith alone like a little island we're actually invited into this wider community to be able to do this with and that somehow all kind of comes together you know to help us along the way what what are you what are your thoughts around that my my
0: thoughts are that
1: you can't
0: leave any of those elements out okay um it's You know, it's the, it's the three-legged stool thing. (laughs) You know, if you, if, if you want your faith to be pliable and resilient and stable underneath you, you're going to need all three of those parts. And I think they do, they interact with each other all the time. Mm. So, you know, I can't put my, the care of my faith in anyone else's hands. I've, you know, pastors are equippers and it's important for them to do their job, but each of us has to actually incorporate the equipment mm. that they give us, you know, so that's, you know, that see previous discussion, that's, um, that part is our responsibility. Mm. On the other hand, community is absolutely essential for resilient faith. I'll give you an example. I'm part of a small group with six other women. It's existed for a while. I would say our commonality besides being within about 10 years of each other in age is that we're all leaders in some way. Yes. But we are very different in our gifting. And that's what makes it rich. And that's what helps all of us be resilient in our faith. Mm. It's like the secret sauce. Yeah. yeah. When we <laughs> so when we talk and pray for each other, one of us is really prophetic. Mm-hmm. You know, she's hearing from Jesus really, you know, clearly. Mm-hmm. One of us has a real gift of wisdom. One of us is excellent in helping. She's the one who asks that question. That is the question that gets you thinking. She yeah. almost never it makes the statements. She's got the question. You know, one of us is full of faith for everyday things. She's got a bazillion stories of these, of these everyday times when Jesus has shown up in really specific ways. And it stirs up faith in mm-hmm. all of us. Mm-hmm. You know, and so on and so on. I, you know, we, that's what community's for. Yeah. That is, we, we lift each other up. We don't just touch each other. We lift each other up. We actually um, make each other better. Yeah. Um, and that is super, super important. So, you know, I've always got a choice. Will I be a rugged individualist or will I process with this crew mm. and, you know, which is richer, which yeah. is better? Yeah. Um, so you kind of need to know who your people are mm-hmm. and, you know, introverts need fewer of them and extroverts <laughs> are happy with <laughs> dozens and dozens, yeah. <laughs> but you need to, you need your people and yeah. they need you. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, finally the Holy spirit, we come to rely. If, if we don't lean into the Holy spirit, we come to rely more and more on our own smarts and mm. those of our friends until a crisis yeah um but the holy spirit you know it's sometimes sometimes the task is to walk through something slowly and sometimes the holy spirit can send you flying over obstacles Mm. like the clown being shot out of a cannon yeah the holy spirit is just can break up the rock hard soil in our hearts mm. and break bondages and you know and highlight, show us where we've made a decision that we're just not gonna forgive in yeah. some circumstance. Yeah. And the, you know, the Holy Spirit breathes on us mm. and renews the face of our inner world. Yeah. So we can't, we can't do this thing through our entire life without the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. We, we cannot miss any of those pieces. So we yeah. have to keep inviting, you know, Holy Spirit, to, you know, I'm laying down my defenses to you, mm-hmm. <laughs> against you, um, you know, come and, come and work in me. Mm-hmm that's that's one of the one of the smart things to do
1: yeah 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 It really is the three legged stool it's like such a helpful picture to have in your mind isn't it those three three pieces that um yeah Yeah. we want to keep leaning into okay uh life has been a little challenging (laughs) for a lot of us over this last 18 months and you guys would have gone through you know, a a slightly different version because your experience of COVID has been different from, you know, in our part of the world, but but it's affected all of us. You've got friends and family all over the country and all over the world as well. So you would have been hearing stories all over and and just, you know, having done life, part of life is navigating some hard times. And so Mm -hmm. what has been really helpful, like that you've either experienced for yourself or that you've seen this for others? in navigating some of those changes, especially those hard changes that none of us would probably choose. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It does, you know, it's true. There are all kinds of changes. There are changes that exhilarate you. Mm -hmm. You know, we tend to forget about those, but they exist too. Yeah. They do. The wonderful, you know, the new job and the, you know, the new opportunity lots of lots of wonderful positive changes Mm -hmm. and there are annoying changes and there are predictable changes and then there are the changes that'll swamp your boat yeah and i've i've had all of them in in my life and of course, the ones that you can anticipate mm. are easier to wrangle than the ones you can't, which is part of what's made the pandemic so difficult and continues to do that. Is we only dimly saw it coming. And every time you think you're out to the other side of it, there it turns out there's a new chapter. It's another thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it is wearing and. Mm you know, and, and difficult. Um, One of the things that has been helpful for me, and this is an encouragement to you to build, to build a lifetime of memories with Jesus Mm. is that it gives you an opportunity both personally and corporately to, to kind of do a, a, a 180, survey Mm. um at these at these hard points like this where you can where you can look back together or individually and bring to mind where God has been faithful to you and the things that he has brought you through in your life this is why if you read through the psalms and they start going over the journey out of egypt again and you're yes. thinking again yeah like <laughs> yeah. there's a reason
1: yeah yeah they
0: had umpteen traumatic events in their life in the promised land where they needed to be able to remember what god had done before yeah. that he had a history with them of being faithful mm. Um, and we need to do the same thing. It's really helpful, both in the moments where, where it's an anticipated change and in these hard ones where you're thinking, you know, my, my, <laughs> the water has filled my boat. I'm going yeah. down. Here. Yeah. Um, you know, and then to, to be able to sit with it and, you know, God, what are you saying to me now? What do I need for now um, to help me get my balance mm. now, mm. Um, to help me stay steady, even if I can't see how you're going to get us out of this. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, you know, so that's, you're, you're looking back and remembering. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're sitting with it, sitting with Jesus in the moment and, and saying, would, you know, would you give me what I need for now? Mm, mm. And, and then I would argue that it is also really helpful to, to find from wherever you wrote it down, mm. <laughs> the, the things that, that God has already spoken to you, the promises mm. over your life for your future. Yeah. You know, and there are, there are, of course, um many and wonderful promises in scripture for you that you can hang on to. But and there are also personal words that the Holy Spirit has spoken to you. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. That
0: that these are the moments when stirring that up and remembering God has promised that I will have a future and a hope. Yeah. And here are some specific things about that that he's already talked
1: to me about. Mm. That's correct. So it's that intent again, isn't it? It's like, because we have to choose every every time. We It's like a, it's a returning again and again and again and again
0: to choosing
1: <laughs> to do those yeah. things, to be remembering, yeah. to be present and also to be. And I love that in scripture that we've got these examples of people, you know, who remind God of what he said to them for their future. So, you know, it's like, you yes. can do that. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah. you can do that. It's yeah. in the book. Yeah. Oh, that is just so helpful. I've been sneakily um, writing notes, <laughs> even while we've been talking. As I keep looking down, that's because I'm like jotting my notes down. Just it, it's it's yeah, it's really helpful. Just um, just a reorientation, and re-centering, a recentering, and a place to sort of anchor yourself um in the season and and just uh, I love. Uh, I've I mean I've I've talked to you many times about tell me what I need to know for the next you know ten years or whatever. Just to be able to learn from those who are just a bit further along the journey than us. So, so very, very grateful, just for your sharing of your life learning really and wisdom along the way. So, so thank you for that. We are the richer for it. Um, As we come to a close though, um, I did ask if you might just be able to spend some time because I know that you love praying and listening to God, whether you would do that on our behalf and whether uh, if you just, would have a word for us and would maybe pray for us as we, as we finish up. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: As I was praying for you, um,
0: I, the first phrase that I heard was just hold on. I'm coming. You know, it's, it's one of the things that, that in the book of revelation, the, um, the word for the church in Philadelphia is, is hold on, I'm coming. Yeah. And, and I felt like the spirit was saying, I'm coming with a fresh wave of fruitfulness in your lives and, and fruitfulness through your lives out into this place where i planted you that's so cool and and he said as as you start being able to emerge from lockdown again some opportunities that weren't there before in your everyday lives to speak of jesus or people who were closed before and now are a little more open those opportunities are going to start to emerge. So keep your eyes open. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that I heard him say is that there's something about welcome, that he's going to be giving you opportunities to extend welcome in all sorts of different ways. I, people have been so isolated mm-hmm. and it's very disorienting as they start to kind of come out their front doors. And yeah. know, is it safe? Is it safe? And it just, I felt like he said, you know, keep, keep your eyes open because I'm gonna give you opportunities to welcome people back into life. That's so cool. So, yeah.
1: So Father,
0: I ask that. For this wonderful church that I love so dearly. Will you give them everything they need to just hold on a little longer? And uh, that endurance, that perseverance that's needed. Uh, but then as as the doors begin to open and and People begin to be able to emerge again. Will you give them eyes to see what you're doing? The new opportunities that weren't there before and will be. And the people that you're putting in front of them to in some way extend welcome to. And to welcome them back into life and encourage them back into life. I bless them. I pray for all that in Jesus name.. Mm. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you so much, Cindy. What a gift. Oh my goodness, So grateful. Well, lots of love to you and Steve. Enjoy your, you know getting to do life more normally at your end as well. but uh, and we will we will talk again.
0: <laughs> Wonderful. All right.